Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, the place where we promote the adoption of EVs in small-town America. Contrary to popular belief, you don't need a 500-mile battery that charges in 10 minutes to get around. It would be nice, but for now, anything that suits your needs, plugs in at night, and runs off a battery is a good place to start. I'm Ben. My degree says electrical engineer. I work for a utility in southeastern Kentucky, and I love EVs. I think everyone should own at least one. A little housekeeping before we get started. Obviously, I missed posting on Tuesday. I'm recording this on Thursday, and whether it posts today or Friday, there will not be a second episode this week. I've got some family things to attend to, and I will be out of town over the weekend. Yesterday, I attended another webinar put on by the U.S. Department of Energy and featured some EV insiders. Well, they were mostly consultants and a few large utility representatives. You know the ones. Cover five states, 60 million customers. I think I've referenced more than one of those in the past, but either way, the topic was an EV future, economic feasibility. The presentations and discussions were really good, and I was hoping for it to be fodder for Friday's show, and I will go over a few of the nuggets that I got out of the meeting at a later date. However, there was another big thing that happened yesterday involving Electrify America. Electrify America is now collecting charging fees per kilowatt hour, and not based on time, for their DC fast chargers in level 2 in certain states that require fees be assessed on kilowatt hours. States not making charge locations collect per kilowatt hour, and I'm sure Kentucky and Tennessee fall into that category, will be collecting fees based on time at two different prices based on power levels. They're eliminating the $1 plug-in session fee. Guests and past members will pay $0.43 per kilowatt hour, and a past plus member will pay $0.31 per kilowatt hour. There's also a Forty cent per minute move your car fee that starts 10 minutes after the car stops accepting charge. Let's look at this a little further and in doing so I have to give another thank you to Barry. He asked a great question last night about this and I'm eventually going to provide a non-answer because frankly I don't know but I will pontificate until we get there. Your electricity in your home is metered and charged per kilowatt hour. You may have a customer charge of some sort and some surcharges, but primarily you pay X cents per kilowatt hour. It would make sense to collect this way at charging locations as well, but it gets a little more complicated, so stay with me. If you have a business, depending on its size, you may pay a demand charge. Think of demand as how much power you need at any one time. Using a hairdryer, for example, say you had a ginormous hairdryer that needed 2,000 kilowatts to operate. And just for the record, a professional hairdryer will be somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 watts. So this 
2,000 kilowatt hairdryer requires a thousand times more power. And that is why we call it demand. It's the power something needs to work. The device demands that much power. Energy, on the other hand, is a measure of how much power is used over time. We usually quantify this by kilowatt hour. So our massive hairdryer, if we left it on for 30 minutes, would use a thousand kilowatt hours. But it has a demand of 2000 kilowatts. At that point, you've burnt all your hair off and possibly triggered a cataclysmic event, but I'm getting sidetracked for my point. Your house is like a regular hairdryer and a business is more like the bigger hairdryer because some businesses need that much power and utilities have to be able to fill that demand. They break down pricing based on that need. So some businesses will have a demand charge and an energy per kilowatt hour charge. Keep in mind the equipment needed to supply a business in comparison to a house, those prices seem to go up exponentially with size. Getting back to charging stations, imagine you have a 200 kilowatt charger sitting at a location. And this is sort of getting into the Department of Energy discussion, but we won't go that deep for now. But just consider that's one thing sitting there. Now, Consider if you've got 10 of them clustered together. We now have the big ass hairdryer situation. The only way that utility can serve that economically is to have a demand charge and an energy charge. Of course, that applies to the station owner and not the end user, which is going to bring me to Barry's question as to why many states do not yet allow this per unit pricing. So here's my opinion on this. Take it for what it's worth with a grain of salt and perhaps a shot of tequila as well. These places have always been able to set up per kilowatt hour charging, or at least I assume they have. I know when I set up the charge point level two stations on our system, we went with a per minute charge and no move your car feet. If I remember right, it breaks down to something like uh, 25 cents a kilowatt hour if you manage it well but it's more than that if you don't move your car. I've asked to review this, but I haven't had the go-ahead up to this date. Apparently, we are in line with pricing nationwide, or so I've been told by our vendors and our sales reps for this company. I've seen rates higher, and I've seen them lower. We went on time base basically because it was an established way of collecting the fee. I'm not sure how or why it started out as a per-time basis, but I do have some ideas. First, you don't necessarily question the metering when there's no direct meter. For some reason, we won't question a clock, but we will an electric meter. In fact, by state law, we have to test meters, but I don't think the PSC questions our timepieces. Along these lines, we didn't have to install a separate meter on these units. They're on the secondary side of the hotel's meter. They're part of the hotel's load. So we have less meter costs, less testing, and it just has to work. No one's ever questioned it. Also, people are used to paying for parking time. So this is like a fancy parking meter. Again, no one questions how much it costs to park. Therefore, no one would question how much it costs to charge. Now, all of this sounds deceptive, but I don't think it's intentional and it shouldn't be perceived that way. 
I think it was just a simplified approach to a fairly complex idea from a utility standpoint. I feel like the reason some of the states have went with the per kilowatt hour fee is primarily consumer protection. Uh, you know exactly what you're getting for your money. You have transparency built in as opposed to your basic pay to park for time. Um, even with the layers of charges, you can calculate and verify your cost. It just becomes a little convoluted when you do it as a per time assessment. Another thing that comes to mind is that depending on how the station is wired, you may be getting some delivery variability. And let me explain, uh, the charge point units at the hotels deliver 7.2 kW at each port, and there's two ports per station. Each port is on a separate circuit, so you get the 7.2 kW per port. If these were wired on the same circuit, you may plug in and get 7.2 kW until someone else comes along and begins a session next to you. At this point, your delivery drops to half or less uh, to 3.6 kW, and the other car begins charging at 3.6 kW. Of course, these are all theoretical numbers. This, by nature, causes your car to take longer to charge than it would if your the other car wasn't present. If you're paying for time, the first half of the session is much more valuable than the second and you have really no control over the outcome. So the per kilowatt hour fees would make this consistently valuable and fair. Um, oh, I nearly forgot the way laws are written and the language that is used, they're voids and loopholes. In Kentucky, um, you cannot resell electricity. And this was originally an issue brought to the Kentucky PSC years ago in regard to campgrounds and marina, who obviously provide energy, but fell under the umbrella that they are providing a service that includes electricity and by default are not reselling. Last year, or the year before, this came up again with public charging. It was the same scrutiny and the PSC decided that they did not want to regulate EV charging and basically wash their hands of the whole situation. I'm not saying that this is the reason we do not have more collection based on per kilowatt hour, but that would make sense. If they don't want to regulate it, then it's open to fair market forces, but I assume it's just a matter of time before the question of fairness is brought up and I don't know if the PSC will go back on itself or not. So there you have it. I just don't know why more states don't adopt the per kilowatt hour model. That's my non-answer, but you have to admit there's a lot of moving parts to the whole equation. Guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, I think I will work on a summary of the um, Department of Energy meeting as it sort of dovetails with this, and we may get into that next week. Please subscribe and share. And remember, the revolution is here. Per the minute or per the kilowatt hour, it's a fun ride.